Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? From section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to section 336, next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endurance hunting host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by a guy whose Twitter has never gotten hacked, nor has he ever been scammed, the button lover, Josh Soroka. No, but I'm getting some nice tweets at me tonight. Um, but hey, you can't clip these wings. Yeah, well... Um, you can clip you can clip Brock Kabaka's wings apparently, um, <laughs> right? But no, whenever it, I see hacks or scams, I think of you, Josh. So uh, why have I been hacked or scammed? Well, it just uh, it goes back to our the the saga of the Playstations. That's where, oh, I go. Oh, yeah. that's, where my, yeah. that's where my mind goes. Right, right. I got gotcha. you. Uh, would you like these autographed MacBooks? Would you like these autographed <laughs> PlayStation Five? Yeah, exactly. Hurry up! There's only three left. Yeah, hurry. No, a thousand bucks. That that this is an extended too, Josh. This has been going on all day. This is an extended I, hack situation. Oh, I don't understand because normally it's like you go in, you reset your password, and then you're done, right? You delete the old tweets, like yeah. But the guy must have already. And and this is not like me or you. Like this no. is a guy, a prominent guy who you, you could think would get Twitter's attention to I guess to correct this. Yeah. Like he must have been able to go in the, the hacker must have gone in there, changed the emails, changed all the links, changed everything. Yeah, but still over. but still is Rock Kubaku, you would think he's got some yeah, some cachet to, to make oh, come, this. On. <laughs> come on. Come on. I, I know it's Rock Kubaku, But it's not Zach Efron. It's a guy that's famous in Baltimore to Oriole fans. No, but I'm just saying, just in terms of like numbers of followers, it doesn't like he has like a hundred followers. He has right. yes. tens of thousands of followers, I would imagine. I don't know what the number is. I would imagine just tens of thousands, though. He has 65,000 followers. Yeah, that sounds about right. So that's not insubstantial. Well, but what I don't understand is this MacBook guy, like, normally, like, it's not like he changed like the profile pictures and stuff. He's, he's still pretending to be rock yeah and like he thinks rock Obaka was an athlete or something like who wants a sign <laughs> first of all, i don't know i don't understand I signed wish- macbook but even like why would right. you want rock signature you must think he's someone else i, I do enjoy rock saying hit me in my dms though yeah like have that. you D- dm rock at all today i haven't i should i bet people have i'm just curious to see what kind of how many of the dms do you think are uh, rock i think you've been hacked all right I, I I love Rock. I go read Rock over on Masson, but yeah. I do not. But I do not delve into the comment section. Okay, the comment section is a whole nother right. I know another planet. I know our dad goes into the comment section, so I assume it's the comment sections for old people that don't know how Twitter works. I know people go to the comment section. Everyone I know who does, just a couple people, they're all over the age of sixty. Yeah, exactly. And I know you and I came up in the comment sections a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and we're not and we're pretty we, close to 60 ourselves, so yeah, we're, right, we, we can't throw stones here. We're old. Right. What is it? MTV is closer to the launch of MTV is closer to D-Day than it is today now. Oh, Something that like that. It always yeah. makes you feel old. So no, I have nothing to no problem with the guys in the comment section. I just wonder how many of those old people in the comment sections are typing in their rock, you've been hacked. Yeah. So yeah, my favorite is when someone says like they tweet out that they're waiting for their Rockabaco MacBook, and then the response is, "You realize that's not really Rockabaco." <laughs> Clearly, everyone realizes this, right? But uh, good for the scammer. Maybe, maybe, maybe right. the scammer will get five hundred bucks out of this. So, question: Everyone's got to make a living. Question: Should uh, I'm going to drag you the, in this into this too? Oh, I don't want any part of this already. Should we go over? Should we go over to our Twitter accounts now and copy and paste the same message? Mm, this be the new copy paste thing. You know, pretend we've been hacked. Yeah. So. And and change ours to block, oh. block two. You can't even respond to it, right? Change it to protected. Right, right, right. But, so, no, you know, we should not. Or, no, we should not do that. That's nonsense. No, I would not do that. Yeah. So. Josh, though, we have a good baseball team to talk about. Oh, I thought we were just going to talk about uh, jerseys and, and hacked Twitter accounts. 
No, like, listen, I'm glad we checked off the hack Twitter accounts. I'm looking forward to checking off the jersey box so we can talk about actual baseball. But, but you wanna, do you want to start with the jerseys or do you want to start with, the, hey, that's the fact that we just swept the Blue Jays. Yeah, no, I want, to get respect. I want you to get whatever you got to get off your chest about the jerseys. Get it off so we can move on and talk about baseball. All right. All right. The City Connect jerseys came out today. I like them. I think they're pretty good. All right. I think I think there's some silly things about them, um, like trying to say that hey, we've got all this culture in Baltimore, but we're hiding it inside. Is kind of silly. I think it's silly that they're 160 bucks, but you're saying hey, we represent the city, even though you can't afford our jerseys. I think that's silly, but I think they look pretty good. I think the black tops with the black bottoms look good. Looks good. Uh, I have ordered these socks. And I've ordered the baseball cap. Hmm. I am not putting out 160 bucks for the jersey. It's a little too pricey for me. But I did get the hat and the socks. Right. I, I think it looks nice. You don't have an uh, issue with the hat. Some people said maybe it looks too much like the Boston Red Sox. All right. Here's what I like about the hat. It's the same B from the script. So yeah. It's Baltimore B. It's Uriel B. I like yeah. that. I wish it was orange. That's my only difference. That's my only thing with it. I wish it was orange. Yeah. And I know that wearing that hat down here in Florida, people are not going to know it's for the Orioles, that the B is for the Orioles. Yeah, no, that's going to be a, a so, Baltimore thing to get. Yeah. Right, right. So it's not a really an out of town travel hat, but I, I, I like it. I think it's pretty good. So, so I like it. But that didn't stop me from doing my own style over at Birdland Sports. Of course, didn't. So I went and, uh, you know, the leak helped me out because the leak came out and I knew people were going to be upset. So I kind of took some of the ideas from people's frustrations over the leak and put out my own uh, Our City shirt uh, out tonight on Birdland Sports where you can go check that out. Where I think what's I think that the Baltimore ones look good, but to understand how it represents the city, you have to read the story, watch the video. It was a cool video. Um, it's cool. It was cool. It would be way cooler if you can't clip these wings was a real phrase that we used in Baltimore. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm okay with the phrase. Can't clip I'm fine with, wings. I'm fine with the I phrase. I kind of like it. I'm just saying, if you would have introduced this phrase like all year as like our marketing, it yeah. seems weird. And then bring it on the city. Connect. I mean, it's been in, excited. It's been the, in the, the poem that opens the game yes. for the past couple of years. Yeah. Yes. Now that said, you can't clip these wings. We'll make their way onto a Birdland Sports shirt. And when we do that playoff run, can't clip these wings is just as good as Buckle Up and the other things we've had. Yeah. Who is trying to clip the wings? Is this um, a shot at ownership, perhaps? I feel like ooh. if you want to, I think if you, I, oh, I like that mind, angle. Is, I like that angle. Who is clipping our wings here? Who's preventing us from flying as high as? Can fly. I, I, I like the angle of John Angelos is trying to clip our wings. Wait, well, he can't, Josh. He can't. He right. can't clip I, our wings. I, you're right. I like that you clip. You can't clip our wings. Means is a is a shot at our salary. Yeah. You can. It's the it's the Boston only effect. You can. Who else you can force. Is us. trying to prevent us from reaching our full potential besides our ownership. No one else is trying you, to prevent you, us. I'm all in now on the, on your angle of you can't clip these wings. Yeah, I think that's it's what kinda, it's kind of to do. It's I think the that's, major. Yeah. You can't clip these wings. It's kind of like in Major League when they're trying to sell the team and get rid of the team and the team rallies out. That's this team this year. You can't clip these wings. Right. Well, ownership is trying you, to make a move to Nashville. Right. Saying, right. No, this is not happening. You, you right. can't you move can't. a World Series winning team to Nashville. You can't clip right, these right. wings. I, I like it. I'm all in on you can't clip these wings now as if they shot at ownership that they don't understand. Yeah. I think it's supposed to mean you can't hold someone in Baltimore back. But this is a much better angle. Right. Like no, this. no. But but the question is, who is trying to hold us back? Right. I get it. People um, in power, Josh. The system. Right. People in power. Like John Angelos. Yeah. All right. I'm with you. Josh, but, uh, why, oh, yeah. Go ahead. I'll, just, I'll let you finish. No. Let, but I was going yeah. go to say, no. It's simple. Just Now I'm just saying, go check out my shirt. Go to BurnlineSports.com. Okay. Check out my shirt. It. Uh, you don't, there's no, my slogan is there's no story needed. You don't have to explain mm. why this represents the city. Mm. So go check it out. It's a cream color. It says Charm City, the greatest city in America on the front. It's got obvious references that there's no explanation needed. Check it out on any of my socials 
or birdlandsports.com. This is a great Josh move too. You guys don't know this unless unless you're brothers what's, with Josh. This is a classic Josh move. What's my sure. move? It's classic move. Which part? You, you you tweet out on Sunday. Oh, that I'm going to do it on Tuesday. You're going to do, do, do the big reveal on Tuesday. Yeah, and you get antsy and you do it on Monday. It's yeah, yeah, totally Josh my move. move. Yeah. Well, I don't because what happens is I give my I I say I'm going to do it on Tuesday, but then I finally finished all the artwork tonight, so I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm just putting it out tonight. Yeah, and I if realized you were in charge of connects when someone leaked that picture, you would have just announced, "Okay, here's the jersey." Well, no, I don't think they had all the. I don't think they had the story and everything ready. Yeah, that's, that's but uh, no, that's the also the beauty of a one man business is I create all that artwork, right. I put it up, I run the store, I get to launch it when I want. So right. yes, I did say it was coming Tuesday, but I finished it today, and I forgot that today was an off day, or I would have done it today anyway. Yeah, yeah. And everyone was on Twitter to comment. Josh, why are people so there, there are moments when angry? I feel like I'm missing something. Not, I, not not even angry, but like why does why is everyone so opinionated on a jersey that they that the Orioles will wear what five times this year? Because and that you may or may not buy with your own money. I just don't understand why people are why every single Derek, person has to have an opinion on this. Derek Derek Arnold summed it up great for me. Okay. Love the, the City Connect is the Dylan Bundy of, of uniforms. We've been hearing about it for years. There's been all this excitement. And then when it's put out there, it's like, it's okay. But it's, it didn't live up to any of the hype and potential that could have been. Okay. I mean, I was up there with the hype on Dylan Bundy. His legs were incredible as a minor leaguer. Great minor leaguer stats. and. But you're right. Um, Everyone's got opinion. Can I tell you? But a, you're right. It was the whole and other teams has been released. Like if we were the first yeah. team to be released, it would have been different. But other teams right. have it released was, and the hype for, has increased. I, for I, years I we've been waiting it. on our city, on our 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 representation. We've been waiting for years. I, I thought this was as this year. Has this been going on for years? I think I think this is the third year. Okay, I didn't realize it. I, I remember the Nats. The Nats had their year where it was the Nat, the Nats. I like theirs. It said WS. It had Washington abbreviated and had the cherry blossoms. Uh, the Rockies had theirs, and it was Macon has more cherry blossoms than Washington, though. Yeah, I, I understand that. <laughs> um, just had to get that in there. Yeah, and then uh, what was it? We and then we just you and I just saw the Braves, and the Braves looked cool. I yeah, yeah, the yeah, they're cool. They look cool. So, yeah. um, so I think it was just hype. I'll tell you, people on Twitter, everyone's got, I saw the, got everything. I saw the line on the team store was going out the door, it's, it was, and it should be. It should be. It's a, a it, there should be hype in it. We saw in Atlanta the line was huge. Yeah. With and everyone's getting them personalized in Atlanta. So I I'm tempted to get one, but I'm not spending 160. dollars Yeah. So I mean I'm not either, but I even if I love the jersey, I wouldn't spend 160. dollars No, I don't have I don't have a current Oriole player because I'm not paying 160 dollars yeah, or no. 140 whatever it is. All my money is going into savings. For, for the world, for the playoffs and World Series, yeah, yeah. that's where yeah. my mind's going. You said everyone on Twitter has an opinion about the jerseys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the here's the Twitter comment I got about my our city jersey jersey. Yeah, Josh, if you put it out there, people are gonna have comments. You, oh, they do. You they can do. say stuff about the Orioles, and no they one do. cares. And you I'll tell a you, jersey, and everyone's got an opinion. Yeah, I'll tell you, I launched it just a couple hours ago, and it's selling really well. I'm very happy with the release, and I'm very happy with the response. But how about this response I got on Twitter? This is like that MAGA beer that came out because y'all hated Bud Light's marketing. Oh, look at political this. With it. Look at this. Make Baltimore a great again. Crap. Mm. So apparently, I am the extreme right wing uh, Republican version of versus the the Orioles uh, or, City Connect or whatever. The, yeah, you got a Orioles are woke, and and you're the response to woke yep. culture, Josh. With your so right. So this June, at Birdland Sports, we will be storming Oriole Park at Camden Yards. Yeah, get set. Anywhere in the in the in your shirt, does it say "Make Baltimore Great Again"? It does not. Okay. It does not. It says the greatest city in America. Do you believe they, that, Josh? Uh, it's a throwback to the park bench, <laughs> to the benches in right. uh, Baltimore that say the greatest city no, in America. Yeah. No, I got you. I got you. Uh, I, think the, I think Baltimore is a great city. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful that you didn't include any Hopefully. flags. I, I think Maryland does a little overboard with the flag stuff. I agree. So I, I did, and you don't realize how overboard they are until you go to another state and realize, 
I don't know actually what Georgia's flag looks like. No, I don't know Georgia because it's not everywhere. No, it's <laughs> like exactly. I, I have Maryland flag socks somehow. I don't right. know how. <laughs> I know I've got this big giant Maryland uh, flag shirt. It's a I use it for softball. Yeah, that's not it's a, a that's a Maryland thing. Yeah, I think the flag thing. So, but uh, yeah. You just you distracted me from what I was about to say, but that was probably a good thing because I don't okay. remember now. Yeah, well, and it was you know, a little some politics in there. We got a quick turn, turn the boat. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. I was gonna say. Uh, I was gonna say. I think Baltimore is a great city. It's just gonna get even better now with Hyundai and Kia, since the city, the city of Baltimore, is suing them for making their cars too easy to steal. So once they fix that, Baltimore will be even even better city. Mm, okay, you're up, up up today in the Baltimore news more than I am, so I didn't even know that was a thing. Yep. How about we talk Orioles? Josh, so, baseball. I tell you, well, you know what will make the city even better is winning baseball. Uh, well, winning baseball will help the city. We're there. We've seen one year of Adley Rushman. Yep, yes. one full year, and one of the best teams in baseball when he's with the Orioles. So, oh, I think that that says it all. I think. I mean, we'll break it down, but this, I think these were some statement wins in Toronto this weekend. Oh, so. the, the, the sweep of Toronto, yes, was an absolute statement series. Uh, Josh, I was thinking even, about this. Even yeah. on an individual thing, the fight on Saturday and the fight, not physical fight, the fight, the uh, comeback fight on, on sa- Sunday were statement wins over a big division rival. Yeah. Um, I want to get into a couple of these things, but can we first talk about um, Toronto? I feel I was thinking about this. The, the AL East, you have these different teams that you hate for different reasons. Um, I, I was thinking back to kind of high school and the kids I hate in high school and why. And like the Yankees, you hate the Yankees. I understand why everyone hates the Yankees because they're always good, right? And they're that kid right. in high school who's good at everything. And they're super nice. Like you don't. It's hard to hate Aaron Judge, but like you just hate them because they're so good all the time, um, and they got that kind of history. You don't know why we're hating the Canadians. I and 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 we hate Boston because the fans are so obnoxious, right? They're just obnoxious. I um, mean, there's a little bit of history there with David Ortiz, right? And 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 hurting some of our equipment, which is inappropriate. But but like, uh, and I think that's Majoria is kind of a jerk. But <laughs> that, was, that would be inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but the, but the Red Sox fans are, are are jerks, and I get why we hate them. Um, but the the Blue Jays feel to me like they are, as far as not their fan base, though there is that whole thing with throwing beer at you know, Kansu Kim or whatever. But it seems like their their team is just full of outright jerks. Yes. Like, unlike the, like the Red Sox, you don't oh, like the fans. And the Yankees, you don't like the history. With with the with the Rays, you just don't like their players. They're just jerks. I, the management, the players, they're all just just jerks. Yes. They're just easy. Like I just see the the coach, the the, the manager, and I and I look at their fat catcher, and I look at their fat pitcher, and I just want to punch these people in the face. Like and I, I feel like no other team. I feel like that. And the Rays, by by the way, the, the the Rays, I don't really care. Like, I feel like the Rays are that kind of dorky kid in class where you just kind of root for him to succeed. Maybe someone had a, a rough upbringing, right? That that kid who you know has a rough home life, so you just root for him to succeed. That's how I feel about the Rays. Like, I don't, I have nothing against the Rays. Like, I kind of feel good for them to be successful. Oh, look at you, cute little Rays who can't get any fans. Good for you for being successful. But 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 the the Blue Jays more than any other team. Like, I dislike the actual players on the field. And the the coaches in the dugout more than any other team. Yeah, I it's 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 funny and it's a history and, of, of guys to not hate over there. And we've we've and we had, have history of Cito Gaston too. If you want to go back that far, the whole Mike Messina All Star Game thing. But but currently, it's just the players I dislike. And so it was so fun to to right. you know f- to take their loud mouths and obnoxiousness and just crush them. In, but in it's, three it's games. but it's every it's every year with those guys. First, I think yeah, I think there's always drama. The Blue Jays rival as the 1989 season season because our season ended there when we went to the Blue Jays like back one game behind them. But oh, then talking before my time here. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but and there was drama but, the week right. before with the Yankees. So it's not just us too. Uh, the, the drama with the Yankees everybody. was fun. They're just jerks. Even yeah. last year you had um Brennan High and uh, Robbie Ray going back and forth. 
Yeah. And yeah, the Batista. What you looking at? Yeah. Batista, who'd Batista not fight with? He fought with Adam Jones. He fought with Darren O'Day. Yeah. You had. He fought um, with Odor before he was an Oriole. Yeah. But yeah. There's that connection. Sure. Uh, Other teams don't like the Blue either. Caleb Joseph and Marcus Stroman fought. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I did enjoy Caleb Joseph with the guy getting so much heat because he was the guy accusing. Oh no, he said of he said that they should throw at Aaron Judge or something, um, and so he got a bunch of heat because you can't say that today. You can't say throw to player. Right. People get so offended when you say that. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, Caleb Joseph. I, I mean, he's been hit by a few balls. I think he, he's okay to say this. Yeah, he has got a little bit of uh, more rep than more credentials than some of us. Right. But yeah, but no, it was it was a fantastic series. It was three great games. It's, it's fun that we pushed them to the bottom. The AL East is so packed tight that one bad series like that, and you drop all the way to the bottom. It's fun. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's you've seen those numbers. I don't have them in front of me, but the run differentials, like the AL East run differential, compared to every other division in baseball, and like the AL East is like plus one twenty five or something. And all the other ones are like plus 10, plus 5. And just the AL East is so dominant this year. Um, and, and we played pretty well so far. Well, um, the only, right. only reason all five teams will not be in the uh, playoffs is because there's only th- what, three wildcard spots. Yeah. I, I mean, this. I mean, if this continues, yeah, there's no kind of weaknesses. I thought Red Sox would be the weakness. Um, but they're playing pretty good ball. Right right now, the Tampa Bay Rays have a 124 run differential. The Orioles have a plus 41. The Yankees have a plus 31. The Blue Jays are plus 7. And the Red Sox are plus 16. Yeah. So everyone in our division is up. Yeah. So here it is. Buster only tweeted this yesterday. Um, my boy, Buster only. A, the AL East plus two two five, plus two two five. Um, the NL Central or the A, the AL Central negative one sixty one. The AL West negative eight. There's only one of the division in all of baseball that's positive, and Is that's that the NL, NL Central at NL Central at plus thirteen. Plus thirteen is the only positive one. Josh AL East is plus. 225 that's ridiculous it's it's insane this is insane now the the rays 124 is crazy i guess the the rangers are 108 which is gonna be it's just tough we have the yankees and we got the rangers we said may was gonna be tough yeah it doesn't cool off yet the rangers 108 and yet the alos is negative eight because the ray i mean the a's (laughs) the oakland a's just completely cancel out the texas rangers (laughs) and they run differential where we have no one canceling out, we're all positive. So we might be led by the Rays, but everyone in the AL East is positive. You're right. The Oakland Athletics are minus one sixty eight. Yeah. So that yeah, that more than that. Um, Josh, if you look at this team though, I think this kind of weekend was emblematic of the whole season. I think we all thought. I mean, you and I thought. You and I thought the world was going to be really good. I wasn't surprised at all by the month of April. I was like, we're just taking care of business. Like we should be. The, this month has surprised me a little bit. I this thought it is was going be better than I thought. This is I, season is going better than I thought. I wanted to squeak by May and then turn it on again. Yeah. I was, uh, let's, you know, win some series, lose some series. Let's stay. If we can hover around 500, but that's not what happened so far in May. Um, coming after the, the 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 sweep of the Rays, no, I mean the sweep of the of the Blue Jays. Judge, do you have thoughts on why do you think this team is so good? I think what has gone a lot better than maybe you were anticipating. I think it's young guys clicking together. I think there's a fight in this team where they're all playing for each other, and you can go with again. We can go back to the you can't clip these wings. But they are out there, and it's it's the Orioles versus the world. And they all have each other's backs. And I think you see that with the fun that they're having and the fact that with some of these games, they do not give up. They fall behind, and they trust that the, that if I continue, if I go out there and pitch well, my bats will get me. So I think, I think there's something there. I know that's simplifying it too much, but I think it's also that the Orioles have been under – projected constantly and i think because of that it, it there's also luck because come on cano 
Baker. We couldn't predict these guys. Kalam, he was an Oriole until after spring training. You couldn't predict these guys and the fact that this bullpen's been so well. The lineup, no surprise. The lineup I knew was going to hit runs. Um, the fact that what, that starting pitching is getting it done, especially in May, it seems like the starting pitching really put the hammer down, and the bullpen is doing what it does. We've shortened games. We talk about the Yankees all the time and how they shorten ball games. That's what the Orioles have now done with this bullpen. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the beginning of the season with Dylan Tate um, and Michael Givens being hurt at the beginning of the year. We thought, uh-oh, uh-oh, we could have a problem here. Little did we know, we had a guy who's better than Michael Givens and better than Dylan Tate. Maybe better, better than, than Batista. Much, pretty much better than anyone in baseball. <laughs> yeah, and Yannir Cano. But to me, I was thinking about this, Josh. While you were tweeting out things about the city connect jerseys, yeah, I was doing actually, I was doing actual prep for, for the for the show. Okay, and and to me, like I, I marked kind of four four baseball games for the Orioles that kind of represent, I think, the or how how good the Orioles are and how surprising they are because they win games they have no business winning. That's the thing to me, like. They win the games they're supposed to win. They lose some games. But then they there's this third category where they're supposed to lose the game, but they win like that. Right. And that's that didn't happen in the past. It's really not supposed to happen this year, but somehow they're doing it. So the first game I want to highlight is April 16th. It was a Sunday. Remember a couple years ago we had that streak where and we didn't we win on never Sundays. Never win on Sundays. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would start they were giving away tickets just to 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 um to try to encourage a Sunday win. Um, but I sent the Orioles were down four, nothing to Dylan cease. Grayson Rodriguez was, he started the game. He gave four runs in the first inning against Dylan cease. One of the best pitchers in all of baseball. And then after the first inning, Grayson Rodriguez didn't give up another run. The Orioles tied it four to four in the eighth inning. So they came back. There's that um, thing by, I think Utah street report, your boy, Derek Arnold, where they, they do like fall behind catch up like hold right. onto your butts and win the game yes it's remarkable how often that happens <laughs> it's the orioles way so the orioles came back in the eighth inning and tied up four to four and then in the eighth inning um mateo hit a double mckenna walked and then mullins hit a single to to give them the lead five to four in that they ended up winning eight to four without a single home run hit the entire game to come back against one of the best pitchers in baseball the next game, fast forward to this month, Friday, May 5th, Max Freed versus Dean Kramer. I literally thought about putting more money into my bookie and betting on the Braves to win by over a run just because Max Freed and at the time Dean Kramer was struggling. Well, it turns out in that game, Max Freed gave up seven runs. Doros hit three home runs. Santander had two of them. And the, and Kramer gave up one run, and the Orioles ended up winning nine to four. And then right. the next game, again, a, another game that we have no business winning. I'll bring it to, to I'll bring it to, to this weekend. Saturday is my third example of a game we had no business winning, where some were winning. Josh, we were down five to two in going into the eighth inning. Right. I can't I can't stress to you enough with a, with a depleted bullpen. With a depleted, depleted bullpen on Saturday, I, I can't stress to you enough how teams do not win these games because, like you said it, Josh, who who are your best bullpen arms? They're your eighth inning and ninth inning right. arm. And when do they come in? In three-run games, in three runs or less. So we're losing by, by three runs. So we're seeing their best eighth and ninth inning guy. And we come back. And not only do we come back in the eighth inning, Ryan O'Hearn. I think this right. guy has had Who, one home run the past five years. Ryan O'Hearn hits the three-run homer to right. tie the game. And let's be honest. We all saw that lineup on Saturday and said, why is Ryan and Hurd in this lineup? Yeah. And, and all the guy does, he's a, he's a clutch-hitting machine. Um, and, well, I mean, we were asked questions why he's got on the roster to, to start the year. And we end up winning in the 10th inning. And it's like it's a McKenna walk. It's a Ryan O'Hearn home run. It's a key Taron Vavra single, right? Where this is, I think, by far the deepest team we've ever had. I mean, outside of Adley Rutschman, if anyone else gets hurt, 
it's next man up. Like, I feel like we're fine. We have other guys there. Right. Um, I think we see that in, in, in these games where we're always in it because from one to nine, you know, some it doesn't matter. Someone's going to come up and get the big hit. And then my last game would, would be the game on, on, on Sunday. Um, again, this is a game that I feel like we should have lost, but we just freaking don't stop. Um, there, there was thought, a tweet by Ken Wyman, who I think sums this up well. And again, it's Kramer again. I, Kramer keeps up going up because the aces and Gossman pitched great. For, former Oral great, former friend of the show, Ke- Kevin Gossman. Um, he pitched great. Um, but here's the tweet by Ken Wyman, who I think he covers the Ravens on 105.7, but occasionally right. tweets about the Orioles. Um, he said Gossman gave Toronto eight innings while Kramer gave up nine hits and two walks and five and a third. Orioles two through four hitters went 0 for 15. Cano and Batista were unavailable, and the Orioles still won. I mean, how how it just insane. I thought for sure when Sunday's game started, this is like throwing the towel. Where's Keegan Aiken? Is he, is he available? Let him throw four I, innings. Like this is a throw in the towel game on Sunday. You stole Saturday's game. You shouldn't have won. You won Friday. You got the series win. Like we should not win on Sunday. We have no our bullpen is done. And we go to extra innings and we win. Yeah, what is I happening? Thought, That's a game I we thought, should lose and we won. I thought Sunday the way our bullpen was, and then it was I think it was Voth who was our like last guy left. I thought yeah. we were going to see a, a, a there was no one after him. Pitch. Yeah, there was no I, one after him. I thought I thought it was going to be like a position player pitching. So, yeah, but but do you see what I'm saying, Josh? Those are I highlighted one, two, three, four games that should have been losses that a hundred percent should be losses, and somehow this team wins games that no one told them that they're supposed to lose these games. You're supposed to roll over in these games. You're supposed to roll over and lose. Like That's what you're supposed to do. Everyone does it. But somehow this team just doesn't lose or finds ways to win games that they're supposed to lose on paper. And it's just remarkable. Yes. It's, it's, that's, and I don't know how you explain that. How you point, I don't know how to point to a uh, stat sheet and explain why we win these games. Yeah, I mean, Ryan O'Hearn's not supposed to hit a three-run homer there. Right. He doesn't hit that many home runs, and he's not very good. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Ma- 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 McKenna, um, you can hate him still in loss for Boston if you want to, um, but he's batting over 300, right? Like, McKenna's been great. Um, we, you don't expect, I mean, Gun- you talk about this offense, Josh. Gunnar Henderson's batting 185 or something. He's still not hitting like we expected him to hit. Mateo in the month of May has been atrocious. I I mean, he's been at his worst. We saw him at his best in April. He's been at his worst in May. Yet we still somehow find ways. I mean, yesterday, Sergio Mullins, five hits. We just, it seems like every night, Santander was ice cold in April. He's been hot in May. We just had this beautiful balance in the lineup of, of just, when we need the key hit, we kind of tend to get it. Um, but isn't just, that also like that's part of what we talk about as baseball, like things that make like where baseball is magical compared to other sports is things like that. Yeah. I, I mean, it, and also because listen, we have better players than we did last year. We have better players than we did two years ago, three years ago. Yes. Um, and so even, even uh, Ortiz, right? Joey Ortiz is, is better than, you know, we've had before and he's kind of our bench player. So I think our bench players are better than kind of some of our starters were the past couple of years. And so I think part of it is kind of good players tend to make good things happen, right? And get luckier with good players. And, but right. yeah, it's been I, a special season so far. And when you're around good and when you're around good players, generally that improves the whole team. Everyone plays better when you're around good players. Yeah, there is something I there's gotta be something if you keep on winning these improbable games. There has to be something where kind of in your psyche as you're up to plate in the seventh inning down by three, you know, there's something in your psyche saying, listen, like, wait, I just got to get on base and something's right. going to happen. I just right. got to get on base and something before. will happen. Yeah. Just turn turn the faucet on and the homer hose is coming. Yeah, absolutely. Mr. Splash, get ready. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. They did all, and they did all a bunch of this on the road this week. All, all yeah, the sweep of Toronto is a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. So, yeah, it's just, it's, I'm just really, I mean, you can't say enough good things about this team. I'm just so excited. I mean, you thought the month of May was a gauntlet. Yeah, the only series we've lost so far was the series to Atlanta. 
and those were two one-run games that we lost. Then we yep. won the series against the Rays, which we have no business doing. Um, in that whole series, by the way, we gave up six runs. Uh, um, I'm sorry, I'm looking at my numbers. Yeah, six runs in in three games, which is yep. amazing against a good Tampa Bay offense. We we won two out of three against against the Pirates. We split with the Angels and we swept the the Blue Jays. How's that? How's that for your month of May? Well, five and one against the AL East yeah. in May, which is wild that we're in the kind of near the end of May. We've only played six games against the AL East. That's a new thing, but no. And and May is so hard that June gets easier. Yeah, and yeah. and so you just think, and once you get through the Yankees and the Rangers and the and the Guardians. Then things does I think they they do ease up a bit. If you Giants, look at Milwaukee, the, Kansas City, Toronto in in Baltimore, and then Chicago. Yeah, and then you end with Cincinnati. So in in June. So yep. Yeah, I mean this is the hard month, and so far it's off to a freaking great start. It's it's wonderful. It's and it goes back to the same the City Connect jersey. Part of why that you see lines outside that warehouse. Is because of how the team is playing. Oh yeah, good crowds. Winning baseball too, yeah. has been bringing crowds back to these home games. Yeah, Winning baseball has excitement in the city. Winning baseball means you're seeing people wear uh, O's hats around town. Winning baseball brings a lot of this stuff in. That like, I I did a podcast with Ken over at Film Study this week, and I'm telling you, he wants to talk about. He's one of those pessimistic guys that wants to make a point that the Orioles are going to end up leaving Baltimore, that there's no room for the Orioles and the Nationals. I'm sorry, but winning baseball fixes all your problems. Look at the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, part, I, part, part, part of it's football, but if you look at, I mean, I mean, if you want to go to the Washington and the, and the Baltimore comparison, um, why? I mean, people say, well, the Nats support the Nationals more than the Orioles fans support the Orioles. What about the Washington Commanders? How come there's more opposing teams fans in the Commander games right. than there are Commander fans? Because hmm. the Nats won the when the Nats won the World Series three years ago, yeah. four years ago, uh, versus the Commanders, the Commanders who have had lots of losing, just like the Orioles. Yeah, and yeah, and, and so it's just there's a direct correlation, right, to to winning ball games and how kind of yeah. successful that franchise is in terms of fan support. I'd love to see the math. Line. I'd love to see the math of of money. How much winning baseball not makes the team more money? Because obviously the Angelos family's gonna make a ton of money. They made a ton of money last year, and I know. I saw. Um, you still follow the Buster Only podcast? Yep. And last week he even had the question on his show: Why do you hate the Orioles? Yeah, yeah. And, and he answer, said, "I don't hate the Orioles. I just hate right. the, their owners." Yeah, exactly. The owners, yeah. and he's and his main and fault we do was too. that yeah. the owners pocket all this money. Yeah, they're and, clipping and the wings. Spend it. Yeah, the owners are clipping the wings. Um, and I, I want to see outside of that, how much money does winning baseball bring to the area, to downtown? Is is a winning baseball club help revitalize that area? It's got it to. It has to. It's got to. It's got to because we saw what winning baseball is doing in Atlanta oh, with, yeah. the, with the battery. Yeah. The, the bars and everything packed. Hotels, bars, yeah, everything, yeah. So, winning baseball in Baltimore means sliders is packed. Means section seven twenty or whatever that new place is is packed. Yeah, it means people have to stay at hotels, not just right by the stadium, and and not just the Hilton. Hotels throughout the city because the Hilton's all booked. Which means more restaurants are going to be serving food and being packed. It helps grow. It means the casinos making more money, and it keeps because of all that. I would think that also correlates into less crime, less issues, and it really brings stuff back to the city. Oh yeah, tax money, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. increased revenues everywhere. So, um, yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. And not to mention that I think this is talk about ownership. They they made what it was at seventy million dollars last year, but that doesn't even take into account that what it, they paid one hundred fifty million or whatever it was for for the franchise that's now worth a billion dollars or whatever. Like every year, the value—and I know that's not t- tangible money—but if they ever sell the team, yes. the value of the team increases with winning. The value of the team increases when you draft Adley Rutschman. The value of the team increases every right. single freaking year. This the Orioles franchise is worth a lot more money now than it was even five years ago. All right, reality. so we got to so we got to talk about money for a minute. 
Right. And they can we talk about Jackson Holiday because that dude. Well, that's he's gonna pour into Jackson Holiday. All right. Have we seen enough that the Orioles really need to work out a deal with Adley Rushman and come out of All Star break with, hey, we extended him for ten years? Josh, even even these poor teams are doing like it. the like the Rays and the Guardians. They they do this. They yes. lock up young players now. Right. And it is ridiculous that we haven't locked up Rutschman yet. You got to do Well, if, if they don't do it by next offseason, I'm, I'm with you there. We we don't know what's going on in the background. I, I assume think, negotiations are happening. But I think if you I think if you wait, the longer you wait, the more it's, other teams get to talk in his ear about how much he's worth. You win a you win a World Series with Adley Rushman next year. That price tag of Adley Rushman just went up dramatically. Yeah. Well, and 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 listen, if, if you go to Adley now, he's having fun, right? Correct. He doesn't want to go somewhere else. He can't. He can't imagine this, being anywhere. Else. This is the place to be. And so here, you say Adley, <laughs> dude, you're having the time of your life. You you you're. I mean, you got your signing bonus, but he's making not a lot of money because he's on the right. still on the rookie deal. He has an and, arbitration now. And you say, look at everyone that's coming. You don't want to be anywhere else in 10 years. Oh, you got all yeah. these guys coming. Adley's smart. I mean, I, there, there was someone talking about Ben uh, Ver, Verlander. Yes. Was talking about a dynasty. dynasty. A yep. dynasty, which is inappropriate when you haven't won <laughs> a playoff game, yes. uh, let, let alone a World Series, let but alone yes. multiple World Series. It's he not appropriate World- to use the D word. Right. He said World Series within three years and the start of a dynasty is what we're seeing now. Yeah. But if you look at what Michael Elias has done, how he hits, it's unbelievable. He hits on every single draft pick. And then we thought, oh, man. I was like, yes, we can criticize him. He missed on Hessen Kerstat. He got the myocarditis, <laughs> and he missed. And then this year happened. He's like, oh, crap. He doesn't miss. Elias doesn't miss with these top draft picks. And and so, yeah, the, the organization is not only set up well, and but it's set up one of the future. Both this year, by the way, we didn't even mention that John Means this week starts his rehabilitation starts down. In, and I don't even know training. how you get these guys into the rotation. Cole Irvin can't. Cole Irvin's pitching well at Norfolk. He can't make it back. No, he came up. He's pitching he, well. And pitching he, the bullpen and we had to send him back. We don't have enough room. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, our depth. Uh, I want to get back to Jackson Holiday, but but a quick word about the depth. And I think I mentioned this maybe before. Yeah. I thought for sure, like part of my thinking about this team was we'll be pretty good. And then we get the trade deadline, and I really believe that Michael Elias is going to make some upgrades at the trade deadline. Yeah, Otani. Not Otani, but make some upgrades. <laughs> but now I'm starting to think about it. I'm thinking, well, maybe we can't because what upgrade will be better than John Means? What upgrade will be better than Colton Cowser? Like, I'm starting to think, like, there's not the best upgrades we have there's literally no one on the trade market outside Otani who would be better than what we already have depth-wise. Right. I mean, that's kind of right. where I'm at now. No, I know. I know. And that's scary. <laughs> it's scary to convince yourself that way. And I feel like that's what Michael Ice was telling himself this offseason that everyone was, was calling us stupid for not making any moves. Um, but like, yeah, well, wait, for- but what's better? Another middle rotation arm? Or Cobb Bradish and Dean Kramer. Uh, so far, right. I bet if we compare, and we should go and look at this, some of those arms people were saying we should sign, let's compare them to our starting five and see where they would fit in. They won't. They won't fit in. I, I don't know if they would. I don't know if they would. Especially once you get means up here. Um, Kerstead, you mentioned Kerstead. He's killing it in Bowie. Crushing it. Why is he not at Norfolk yet? He should be. The dude's, what, 24 or something? He's, he's older. He's 25 he's, maybe. Uh, he's 24. He's 24 years old. Yeah, so he played college, right? And then he had the year last year. Yeah. Uh, um, well, he came back last year, missed the year before. So he's he's older. So I think he should be in Norfolk. He's he's batting over 300. His OPS Three, is over 1,000. 318, nine home runs, 19 RBIs, a 400 OBP, and a 621 slugging. Yeah. OPS over one. Yeah, when you have an extended time where the OPS is over 1,000, the OBP is over 400, Kind of feel like okay, you're you're ready for the call up. So I, I think it's I think it's eminent. I think is it is it because there's not room? Like we got to get Colton up. Yeah, and Colton actually league. Colton Kowser, he was out to the day, and he was, I know he had some in, in little injury. Your your boy uh, 
Jimmy said he's getting call up, but it, it, it wasn't true. He no, was just, it's Jimmy doing hamstring. typical Jimmy. He tweaked his hamstring. Um, and so one of these days, though, Jimmy's going to be right about that. But <laughs> if you keep on tweeting it, uh, he's going to be right right one day. But um, but he just tweaked his hamstring. So he's been out for a couple of days. Colton Kowser has. But you wonder maybe like when they call up Colton Kowser, is the corresponding move then to bring Heston Kerstad up? It, it could be. It could be. But don't you think you could bring Kerstad up anyway now? And then later this year, you see Kerstad and Colton Kowser both on these both on this team. Yeah, listen. I don't know how you. Ma- I mean, this is where this is where O'Hearn frustrates me. Because yeah, he got the hit, but O'Hearn he the does three not- run homer to tie the game. You can't say yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. bad about O'Hearn right now. O'Hearn does not deserve to be on this team. We've got guys, we've got prospects lined up to come up here and make a difference. Maybe the. I mean, I don't disagree with you, and yeah, I'm curious to see when when these. I think one of the arguments though is Josh. O'Hearn is able to play once every five games and right. play well and get a home run. Yeah. Right. Colton Cowser, I don't think we want him to play once every five no. games. Right. right. And so how do you it's, find regular right. playing it, time? For Colton yeah. Cowser? It's really not O'Hearn that's in the way. It's Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, Anthony Santander. And I wonder if that was part of having Santander play first base a few times to try to figure out that outfield. Yeah. Um, how, do, how do you make a room? And part of the thing is, I mean, I know Urias Ar- was, he went down with an injury, and that's how um, Jory Ortiz has been able to get more playing time with with Urias out. It's remarkable how healthy, I mean, remember we talked about Austin Hayes being injury prone? Correct. I know Santantero's lost time with injuries as well. It's really remarkable how healthy our players have stayed this year outside a couple of bullpen arms before the season. And during the season, really, it's just been, or or Reese at this point. So I think the I mean I think if if Hayes went down or Santander went down for a week, all this could shift and change. But so far, I mean Hayes has been playing incredibly well. You can't you can't bench Hayes at this point. Santander you can't bench, Mullins you can't bench. So and I know I, I my, my theory was Josh, they're trying Santander out more at first base. Right. So you can DH Mountcastle, put Santander at first base which opens up a spot in your outfield. That was kind of my kind of working theory that could that be a Colton Cowser spot in the outfield open up if you play can play Santander there at first. But all right, well let's talk about the the a negative thing. Jorge Mateo. Just a few weeks ago we were talking about Jorge Mateo and how maybe we need to start believing this. And he kind of crashed to earth pretty fat pretty hard and fast. Yeah. And so if you're Josh, if you're manager Hyde are you putting Mateo in there? You have other options. You have Ortiz. Is I the got Ortiz. Option. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can also do some creative stuff with the infield, but I think right now with Arias out, and you're going to make more decisions when Arias comes out, but your, your options are to go kind of Ortiz at short or Mateo. I mean, you could also put or Henderson. There. You could do Henderson. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if you wanted to. Um, but I think I think Urias Urias being out. Buys Mateo a little bit more time. It does. It makes this conversation easier. Yes. When he comes back, which might be as soon as they say it could be doing um, some rehab games as early as this week or next week. Um, would you play Mateo every day still and just hope he hits out of this funk? Are you like, I mean, I always pictured Mateo as the perfect utility guy. You know, could he's, speed he's, coming late in the game, good defensively. He's the Where are you at with Mateo right now? Of our infield. Um, the problem I have with Mateo is he's made a few defensive blunders as well recently. Yeah. So I always I could always say that he was a gold glove shortstop. Oh, and Ortiz, by the way, great defensively. Right. So that's what I'm saying. As good My as problem Mateo right now is Mateo. I with Mateo struggling, I'd go to him. Hey, let's get you an off day. Let's get you a little time off. Let's see what Ortiz can do. And he has been. I think Mateo's been playing less recently. Right. So I would go with that route. Um, I would hope that Mateo, we saw it last year, we saw the beginning of this year that he can bounce back, but uh, maybe we should have traded him when he was hot. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know if anyone's trading for a guy who got hot in April. Correct. Um, no one traded for French Cordero when he had two good weeks with the Yankees. And now I think he's been DFA'd. Um, so I, I, yeah, I mean, 
I'm curious to see what Elias does in July with Mateo. I'm curious to see right now, like how often does Mateo play? Like this coming week, does Mateo play or does Mateo start over or under four games this week? For yeah, who who starts more, Hammer or Ortiz? Yeah, who starts more, Hammer or Ortiz? I, I think it's gonna be something to watch. And on the one hand, like keep on playing him so he can get hot like he did in April because that's a game changer. On the other hand, like you're trying to win games and maybe long term Ortiz is a better play. Right. And and he and Mateo, I feel like can help you in so many ways from the bench as a lading defensive, late inning pinch runner. Maybe it's better to have that kind of in your back pocket. I don't know. It's an interesting decision. It's interesting. And it is it is going into where like we've been winning games we shouldn't win, as you said earlier. And now we've got a series of the Yankees and the Rangers. Two huge series, two great teams where you need everyone to be on their A game. And where where we've been able to get through this with the struggle on Mateo, we really might need to look at more of Ortiz. Yeah, and it's tough because Mateo doesn't have quite the track record. Like Santander, when he struggled in April, we said you play him every day. He bats number three, you play him every day because there's enough of a track record with Santander that we know a bad April, you know, is is, right. nothing, sneeze, is nothing to be worried about. Where Mateo, and, you don't have the track record. Like April. Is the only time he's ever done that in his career, <laughs> right? So that's, exactly. That's not the norm. And Gunner, Gunner, we're seeing struggle, but we're seeing him hit the ball hard, and we're seeing him still get on base, right? Still, so you're seeing has plus great OBP from there. Yeah. We're, we're seeing a lot of bad luck with Gunner. Yeah, Mateo doesn't help you with the OBP when he's not hitting. He doesn't no. walk enough to to make it worth it. So, yeah, I think it's an interesting decision. I, I want to circle back. I know we're running out of show time here, but I just want to make a point about Jackson Holiday. Because what he's doing in Aberdeen, it's it's monumental. It's it's unheard of, Josh. I remember listening. They had um, I don't know if you, you you were watching. They had Mike Elias on the broadcast, and Mike Elias said, "Listen, when we promoted <laughs> Jackson Holiday to, to to single A, we did it with the understanding he would struggle for a while because Aberdeen's a ballpark that's <laughs> really hard to hit at, and it's advancing to the next level. So we just assumed he would he would struggle." Um, so what do we do now? <laughs> yeah. Josh, I, I said it's a good sign. Like you're too, I would Hessen curse that a good sign that you're kind of too good for your, for, for your league is when you're have OBP over 400 and OPS over a thousand. Jackson holidays. OPP is over 500. He gets on base. He's gotten on base every game this year. Um, he's batting 395. His o- OPS is is over well over a thousand 1.229 i mean he is putting up stats i literally was thinking about driving to i think they were at winston-salem it was like five hours from here i was like right. i was thinking about driving to see him to see him five hours just because i want to see this kid it's 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 unbelievable what he's doing at 19 I, it's done deal he is the number one prospect on the baseball i don't know when they update their rankings but the next time all these things do their rankings, everybody will have Jackson Holiday not 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 number one. Everyone will when they update their rankings. I, I guarantee it. Um it's it's remarkable what, what he's doing. I am I did mark my calendar. I'm going to OBX in June, Josh. You know, we're going to yeah. our banks. He's playing in Wilmington the week of June 21st. I circled it on my calendar. I'm gonna stop if he's still there June 21st, if he hasn't been promoted to, to, to Bowie yet, right. by June 21st, I'm going to go see him play, um, and I'm going to you know kiss him or something. I'm, I, it's just I, I can't stress enough how insane of a year Jackson Holiday is, is having. It's, it's remarkable. Better than Adley Rutschman did at Aberdeen, but better than anybody. Uh, it's just really remarkable. So anyway, I'm, I'm so pumped about Jackson Holiday and his – his, and it's not just like he's getting like singles, it, it triples, home runs all the time. It's remarkable. Yeah, it's it's been pretty special, and I can't wait to see that translate. Uh, yeah, with the Orioles. I mean, another way to look at it, Josh, if you just look at stats, like just like just look at like other people on the team. The leadoff hitter Wagner's been playing really well lately. He's batting two twenty five. The number three hitter Fabian, who is we drafted last year, uh, the same year Jeff Holiday. Batting 250. Beaver is another recent draft guy from college. 234. All these guys are batting 220, between 220 and 250. And then Jackson Holly is batting 400. <laughs> it's just, it's not just that he's good. He's so much better than everybody else. And he's, by the way, younger than everybody else. 
it's just I I mean and I don't know. I'm really curious to see too how the Orioles treat this. Cause he's showing those numbers are the single A is not a challenge for him. Right. He should be at Bowie. But then if he's at Bowie now, you know he's gonna be <laughs> and he plays well at Bowie. They're going to be calling for him to be at Norfolk. And then uh, I don't know how fast they want to move him. I, I know Elias was not anticipating him playing this well so quickly at single A. So I'm curious to see how they handle Jackson Holiday as well. But all that to say, this is what makes Ben Verlander say things like Dynasty. Um, right. Because not only is the Amazing Squad playing well with young players, Jackson Holiday looks like he's going to be the next great thing as well. I can't wait. It's a great time to be an Oriole. Great time to get on the bird uh, wagon, bird on the bandwagon, bird wagon. I like the bird wagon though. The bird wagon. Yeah. The bird wagon. Yeah. Um, I went to Josh. I went to to some personal stuff here. Speaking of and speaking of top prospects, I saw this weekend. I saw the Red Sox top prospect. Okay, Marcelo Mayer. And can I say something about him, Josh? He's no Jackson Holiday. He is no Jackson Holiday. Not even close. But he is the Red Sox top prospect. I did some undercover work. I went to the Greenville Drive, which, by the way, great stadium. They got a green monster there. Um, You saw a video. My kids did the three-legged race. I love minor league baseball so much. I got free parking. I got tickets for 9 bucks each. Hot dogs were $3. I just love minor league baseball so much. Um, a kid got an autograph. My son got an autograph. I'll say this, Josh. We got there early. And we stayed after the game. Marcelo Mayer. I, I, I've gone to a lot of Orioles Smiley games. I got Heston Kersat's autograph. Josh, you, you've done this before too. If you stand right by the field and you shout out a player's name, yeah. especially when I'm there with my six-year-old son, I never once have had a player not come over. They always come over. If you call them by their first name, right. they always come over. The one time someone, I think I was talking to your boy, Kobe Mayo, and he said, like, and he gave me like a hold on, and he did all his warm up stuff, and they yep. came over. Yep, Josh, I did twice. this with Gunner last year. Yes, this is like it. This was make minor league baseball so great because they're so accessible. But let, but I want to tell you this. I want this on the record. Marcel Marcelo Mayer, the Red Sox top prospect. We went up. We were before the game real early. He was right, maybe you know, fifteen feet away from me. Shouting his name. The guy next to me, it was like five of us there waiting for autographs. The guy next to me, he's one of these old guys that had his binder. These guys with binders. He's getting every single name. Um, right. uh, oh, the old guys with their binders and the cards to get all the autographs, the most irritating thing ever. I really don't. It. it really, it turns me it's, off. Like, I'm there more. Not. You know how I feel about autographs. I'm more there too. Like I just want, I want to get my son to take a picture with Marcelo Meyer. Like I want this to go on record that he kind of was there, saw this top prospect. Right. Like I, I want as much the meeting as I do the autograph. I don't really care about yeah. the autograph. I don't know where Heston Kirsten's autograph is, but I remember kind of our conversation we had and Sass meeting him. And I hope, you know, 10 years from now we can talk about that. But Marcelo Mayer was 15 feet away. The other guy next to me was yelling his name. I was yelling his name. Ignored me the whole time. Ignored me the whole time. After the game, walked right beside me, walked right next to me. As, as we waited till the after the game, we went down where they walked past, sh- shouting his name. Didn't so much as look at me. Marcelo Mayer snubbed me and snubbed my son. Marcelo Mayer, top press for the Red Sox. He's dead to me. Dead to you. Dead to me. Understandable. I'm done, I'm done with him. I, I mean, I was, I was listen, I'm, I wasn't wearing Orioles gear either. I wasn't wearing Orioles gear. I had generic baseball gear on. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a shame like to that? hear I've about never any... been snubbed like that in a minor not, league game. By a not by a minor league player. You're normally not. So that's a shame to hear. And he was, and I know I was talking about the right guy because he's he's 19 years old, but he's got a full beard, like he's some kind of grown man. Number seven snubbed him, snubbed me, snubbed me bad. Um, but the Greenville Drive, it was, I mean, it was three and a half hours, so it was quite the drive, but it was worth it. It was just a great experience. Good stadium, good atmosphere. Um, love my league baseball. I'm looking forward to this summer to go on some more, more road trips. That's awesome. Yeah, glad to hear that. So, all right. Um, I think we covered the week, right? Win, win, win. Keep winning. Yeah. I mean, 
I, I don't know what the numbers are. You hear people talk about this sometimes. Like if the Orioles win five, go 500 the rest of the year, they'll finish with 90 wins or something. I don't know what the numbers are. But I think pretty much we go 500 the rest of the year, we make the playoffs. But now all of a sudden, Josh, and our conversation changed this week, you know, via our group chat. Um, you know, it, by the way, Oreo fans, it's okay to have a group chat. You don't have to tweet everything out. You can group chat it. All right. Save your tweets for something good. You can group chat other I, stuff. I, I, so our, the, the, group, the group chat as in you, uh, me, and our dad. Yeah, just family. Just family. Yeah, the family chat. Yeah. I don't know why we should get Bert in there too. I don't know why Bert's not in there. Um, but yeah, you ever think about doing, I think there's a virtuous Josh where like a section through the six chat, you ever thought about going that route? No, with our listeners. Yeah. Like we a can... listener group chat. Doesn't no, the virtue like or something like that? Uh, yeah, they do. I mean like the discord group. I mean, yeah, I'd like be I down, have I'd be down um, for something like that. All right. I, I have a, a group like that now called group me. You familiar with group me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same type of I idea. Used, I used group me to talk to the little league parents. Okay. Yeah, you want to start a three three six group chat? I don't know if I do or not. Maybe for our Patreon members or something. Yeah, just something to think about. Um, but let us. Oh, here you go. Just message us if that's something you'd be interested in. Yeah. All that to say, whatever I was going with that is, our conversation shifted to, I think, the conversation has been a lot about is this team good enough to make the playoffs. I think when the year started, Fangraphs had us like 10%. Now we're close to 50%. Now the conversation becomes, can we catch Tampa? Now, now the conversation becomes, I see this as a division-winning team. And we're going to hit a rough spot where we lose four out of five games. Birdland, prepare yourself. We're gonna we're gonna not going to win every series. Yeah. We're going to lose might, a couple might be this in a row. Week. Yeah, yeah. We're going to lose three in a row, four in a row. It's going to happen. Yep. Um, but but I, I see us as... I just I look at this team and I think we're good. I think we're good enough not just to squeak into a wildcard game, but good enough to compete for compete for addition no, uh, division and do some damage in in the playoffs. No, I believe my text to you was, uh, "Hey, I checked the Omni is thirteen hundred dollars a night. Should we book yeah. it?" Yeah, <laughs> which the answer is no. At thirteen hundred bucks a month, no, we will no. drive from your home. Yeah, don't be ridiculous. Game. But and I also told told M like M, you know, don't plan anything in October. And she said yep. she's already planning a week in Savannah. I said, we got to talk Adam. We gotta talk about the week in Savannah. But but leave October open right now. Um we've had the, we've had the same conversation in my house about end of October. Looked it up. Uh November fourth is the last game of the uh season. So oh, the World Series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't gonna wasn't gonna say what it was, but yeah, the World Series. It ends like November fourth. So um yeah, I I definitely have had the conversations about uh, how Birdland Sports needs to do really well because I got a, some World Series tickets and flights to arrange. Yeah. Some playoff ball. And uh, the way this team's playing, I might just skip the wild card round. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I think they, the the talk before was can we make a wild card? Now the talk is like, I mean, if we can go toe to toe with the Rays and with the Blue Jays and with the Braves, who's better? All right. Uh, I mean, we're playing the best, and we're no. showing that we're good enough to play with them. Great time to remind everyone that the 2023 World Series Championship <laughs> is still available on Birdland Sports. I mean, we predicted, we called out this year, years ago. I've been wearing that shirt for years now. Yep. yep. I, I'm on to my second one because the first one faded so much. Yeah, my first one shows uh, a lot of wear, that's yeah. for sure. All right. Anything else to talk about before we get out of here? Um, a good high note to end on. No, let's end on that. All right. Because uh, if go all the way to the World Series, just more proof, Josh, that you can't clip these wings. <laughs> uh, I I am cannot stop thinking about the fact that John Angelos is the one clipping our wings. Yeah, are you gonna? You have a shirt designed, John Angelos, some big old, <laughs> big old scissors hedge, with some hedge clippers. The hedge trimmers, yeah, hedge trimmers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to clip some uh, some Oriole bird wings. Yeah, I don't have a uh, anti-Angelos shirt at the time. A lot of people have asked me to do the clown nose thing, but I feel like that's a barstool yeah, thing. That's a barstool thing, yeah. So I ain't doing that. Yeah, uh, yeah the, the, <laughs> the clip your wings has me thinking. Yeah. Pretty funny. All right. All right, boys and girls. Well, if that ever happens, you can you know find out about that by following Josh's Twitter, Birdland Sports. And you can also follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Roca. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's.